Hey everybody, it's Diana of the Change Worker Podcast. Today I'm talking about um, wonderful questions to ask about what you want to create for next year, if that is important to you. So I mentioned in an earlier podcast about getting together with a like-minded friend to talk about what you wanted to see happen in 2024. And I have a friend who we've been meeting at the end of every year, I think for the last five or six years, where we get together either via phone or in person and talk about what's really important to us and also using our our friend as a sounding board, an opinion, another opinion perhaps, or a more objective interpretation. So this particular friend of mine I've known for over 10 years. Um, We've been together through some major transitions. She was the one who introduced me to the life coach school and coaching in general. And for that, I am profoundly and eternally grateful. Um, What I wanted to do in this episode today is talk about some of the questions we were asking ourselves and what were our goals or directions, intentions for the next year or the next quarter, the next month, whatever it is. Now, whether you want to plan so extensively for the next year, totally up to you. If you want to have loose intentions, loose directions, totally up to you. I think this episode will help you clarify some of that. And so I want to talk about... um, what the main thing I took away from this conversation was. So I remember a year ago about this time, I was talking about intentions for 2023. And sometimes a goal or an intention for a year is feeling different. And this is where it got interesting for me because I realized my friend was wanting to avoid fear and discomfort. That was her goal for 2024, and it indirectly, unofficially, was her goal for 2023. Now, if you've been listening to me long enough, I think you know what my opinion on this is. One, fear, discomfort, anxiety, all the faces of fear that we are very familiar with will never go away. Why? Because our brain is very sophisticatedly designed to use fear in order to help us survive. That's just the way our brain works and has worked for millennia. It's the way it was designed. Now we are at the, I think, the stage of humanity where a lot of that brain space and brain power hasn't quite shifted over into higher levels of thinking and cognition in terms of do most of us live in a world where we have to fear death every time we walk out the door? If you watch the news, I know you know of several places off the top of your head that are dangerous to live in. And that to me is very, very sad, but it is the reality for a lot of people. Um, I think it's up to us for the rest of us who are wanting to, to 
at least manage our emotional states better so we can help more people in these areas and other people who just need help, then this is the work we have to do. The work is, as I think of it, is acknowledging, accepting, and embracing the fear we feel every day. The person who is the most free is the one who can simultaneously feel fear and love and live and feel joy and feel satisfaction and savor their experiences in life. That is some work. And that's where I, I feel I am headed. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm farther along than I ever thought I would be. I still have a relationship with fear that is evolving. And two of the big things I've noticed, um, especially over the last couple of weeks, is I respond with fear to the sensations of fear in my own body. Meaning I sense, I notice in my body a constriction, restriction, um, nervousness, uh, increased heart rate, um, sweaty palms maybe, just a general sense of unease. That is fear alive and well in my body. Most of us live with that low-grade anxiety, fear, panicky feeling all day, every day of our lives. We've been conditioned to do that. That's how we have survived. That's what we count on to keep us alive. So um, in 2024, I will be exploring more of that fear um, and our nervous system in ways I think will help you look at it, at fear differently if you haven't already started that journey. Fear is never going to go away. Fear is one of the many uh, emotional items on our menu as a uh, sentient being, as um, an emotional creature. We are energetic creatures, and I think a lot of our energy shifts with the emotions that we feel. That's just me. So um, to go back to what you want for most people, I think is I want to feel different than I do now. And when people say that they're usually overwhelmed, anxiety ridden, they feel like their responsibilities, the one they've chosen and the ones that have been foisted upon them are really heavy. And I am not going to dispute that. It is heavy to feel that way. But what I'd like to encourage is shifting that relationship from one of um, acknowledgement, acceptance, and embracing the fear. So I can accept, I, I acknowledge often that I'm reacting to my own fear sensations in my body. I'm also reacting to my fear of pain. 2023 has been a painful, physically painful year for me. And I have to work through that relationship um, because I would like to avoid pain. But (laughs) I may not be able to do that. 
I'd like to think so, but I may not be able to. But I at least want to accept it. And if I can learn the art of embracing uncomfortable things like pain, like my reaction to my own fear. So one of the things I decided um, to do with my friend was we were talking about setting goals. And like I said earlier, she wants to feel better. She would, my interpretation of what she said was eradicating fear from her menu of emotional choices. And I, after we got to that, I, we, we brought up words like, um, sovereignty. And I wrote down, these were my ideas, wielder of leverage. I want to find the people who will help me do what I want to do um, in a um, consensual communal way. Because if somebody helps me, then of course I'm going to definitely try to pay it forward to somebody else. I want to complete that cycle for other people. Um, And the one of the words that came up for her was effort with this underlying belief that if I work hard, if I do all the right things, I'm going to get the results that I want and I will always feel better. And so this is a myth we tell ourselves. This is a belief that is deeply entrenched in us. And, you know, it it comes out in in perfectionistic leanings. It comes out in being very controlling and compulsive and trying to micromanage other people and ourselves in order to shortcut our way to feeling better all the time. And that is just not going to happen. So what I came up with is um, where is it? Sorry, my papers are crinkly. One of the things we could do in terms of a goal is yeah, I want to make more money. Okay, let's make more money. How do we do that? I think one of the biggest things between us making more money is ourselves, is our thinking, is our belief system, is our emotional management. And I've been making more money than I thought possible because I've dropped a lot of that. I'm, one, more willing to receive it. I don't have to justify my worthiness to receive more money to myself anymore. Not a completed journey, by the way. I still suffer with imposter syndrome about pricing and what do I charge people? Still have some shame and guilt about it. So that's something I want to work through. Um, I know kind of generally where it's coming from, but um, one of the things that this friend of mine, we were talking about a year, uh, it was 2021, and she had an incredible year revenue-wise. And we were coming out of COVID. There was something magical to her looking back from 2023 about this year of 2021 because it was by far the most successful she had been. It seemed easy when she she looked back with rose-colored glasses. 2021 was so easy and I made so much more money. and, And so we just had this yearning for whatever happened back in 2021 which I reminded her was not the way it was, not the way it was experienced when I was with her in 2021. 
It was just as difficult as any other year. It was just as challenging. It was um, one of those years where you're not aware of all the things that are going on around you and the things that you're taking advantage of and the things that you're um, ignoring. So one of the things we talked about, I was like, oh yeah, I want to create this goal of making more money and I could put a number amount on that. And how can I make it simplistic? So what I offer to her and myself, this is a question I ask myself and my clients, what if I felt the same things about 2024? And felt the way I felt in 2023, meaning hard, difficult, uh, very uncomfortable, very fear, very stressed, very um, just uncomfortable and difficult, challenging. What if I had to go knowing that I would have to go into 2024, if I knew I had to experience all that discomfort but yield different results than I did in 2023, would I do it? She said, I don't know, maybe. Because in her mind, like everybody else, we're looking for a guarantee. If I struggle, if I believed, if I knew, I was full of conviction about the results I wanted to create in 2024 that were different than 2023, then I would, would I go through that on purpose? Her answer was, maybe. Mine was a hell yeah. And I say this now in the end of December 2023, and will I, will I look back at 2024 in December of 2024 and think, did I weather difficulty and challenges the way I wanted to, knowing that my results were going to be different? Yes. So where her maybe comes from, and I brought up 20, the year, her year of 2021 on purpose because she, we explored 2021 for her. And I said, what was it about 2021? And so one of the, some of the things about 2021 that are, were different for say 2023 was that it was exciting. It was opportunity, opportunistic, openly and obviously opportunistic in a way that she took advantage of. This is all healthy, mind you, opportunism. And um, it felt open, it felt freer. But mind you, these are her rose-colored glasses looking back at 2021. She doesn't remember the difficult parts because we don't tend not to sometimes. Um, We're not looking at um, 2021 judgmentally like we're definitely looking at 2023. And maybe all the years between. So 2021 became a touchstone for her that she wanted to achieve again. It was a yearning for 2021 without really having a a good realistic view of what 2021 entailed. It was no different than 2023. She was just more aware of her discomfort in 2023. She was aware of the work she had to do. She was aware that she had to pull deep down within herself to make stuff happen, and she did. 
she remembers it as being hard. And one of the most challenging years that she has been aware of recently, 2021 was pretty much the same. So beware of looking back at certain time periods of your business or your life where you're like, it just seems so easy. It was so nice. But there were shitty parts of it too that we're forgetting because we want to forget. We want to hold twenty a year like 2021 up on a pedestal as this thing we will never achieve again. And it's like being falling in love with, with emotionally unavailable people. That's you know, another way to look at it. So, and so now when we think about 2024, and there was a really good question I asked her. Where is it? I was keeping notes on her and she was keeping notes on me, which is interesting about our specific dynamic. Um, I, she has, she called it the mythology of 2021. And so we were trying to take apart 2021 in a way that was constructive. So I was looking for themes. I'm always looking for patterns. And she said, maybe I should ignore 2021. I said, well, okay, you can do that, but that's avoidance and that doesn't help. But what if you just accepted that 2021 was just another year? You, there were things you really liked about it. You look back on it and, and those sets of circumstances and results made you feel a certain way. Let's start there. So some of the patterns that I noticed about her and I was that I took chances in 2021. Maybe I didn't take before and haven't taken since. I created and made the most of the opportunities that were there. I, I, my team, and, and she has a group of people that she works with, she communicated very clearly what the results were that she wanted to create. She had people who were invested in that view almost as much as she was. It also gave them direction. It also gave them an idea that there was a cohesive plan moving forward. It was to make money, but it was also to make the most of the resources they already had to uncover some of the resources they didn't know they had in themselves, in their resources, the the product that they were trying to sell. And also, would this view of the next year and income also include the group's individual and communal growth would it can we move people forward in their professional and personal lives um can we support that kind of growth on a personal level with individual people of a group and i thought this was a groovy way to go it's a lot to think of and it's not necessarily you want to take something responsibility for um, and you got to be careful because it can go, you can go down rabbit holes with this. Oh, if I help people, then I'll make more money. Maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. But you don't want to, you want to be careful of the consensual aspect of this with your employees. Sometimes you you have to accept people for where they are. You have to accept people with the, the capacity um, they have to receive what you might want for them, what you see is their potential. You got to tread that lightly. So to go back to the, some of the patterns I notice and themes of when we look back at a specific year or a, um, a span of time 
and looking for patterns. So the last thing I mentioned was communicating goals to the people around us. Another one is believing you can do it, believing it can happen again. And that is that's just comes from experience, trial and error, and evaluation. Like, are we doing, did that work as well as I thought it did? And if it's not working, can we tweak it? And um, not for, for my friend, it was very interesting because she wanted to do an annual revenue goal rather than a quarterly because she knew herself well enough to know that if she did quarterly because the way her business ebbs and flows, that um, not every quarter can and should be the same because there are different things going on at different times. And so she didn't want to get her mind tripped up with, she wanted a bigger view rather than the short step-by-step view. That's how she works. And I can see both ways. You'd want to keep your, your finger on the pulse, perhaps quarterly, but for her, it was a much longer range. But a year was comfortable for her. And strategize. What strategize, you know, pick the brains of the people who work near you or with you, um, people that you trust, like-minded folks who are, want the best for you, want you to achieve these things, not the people who are secretly jealous of you and are going to cut you down in um, obvious and not so obvious ways. Be careful who you surround yourself with. Um... And that is strategizing um, in terms of where will we focus the energy to make our money? What has worked in the past? What do we want to try in the future? What is next year may just be a transition period where there not may be not a lot of growth. It's just a transition from one thing to another, a different focus. That's going to take perhaps a year or longer to implement. And one of the things is what I noticed in her and in a lot of people is a sense of just avoiding things, knowing what she wants to avoid, but not giving your brain a direction to go from there. It's, you know, when we are aware that we want to avoid certain things, that's a huge leap in awareness, but it's also not giving that energy, that focus to something else on purpose. So for some people, it's avoiding shame. It's avoiding discomfort. It's avoiding guilt. It's avoiding fear. So we make decisions out of avoidance rather than I want to feel more confident. I want to feel more grounded most of the time. I want to feel clearer. I want to worry less. Those, that's the difference. If I'm, if I'm worrying less, how would I make this, this, these decisions differently? If I wanted to feel more confident, how can I challenge myself to feel more confident? And if I were feeling more confident, how would my decision-making process be different? If I wanted to, uh, um, instead of avoiding shame, maybe I can just work on accepting where I have been, what I have done and didn't do? What if I just acknowledge that I made some crappy decisions in the past and that was the best I could have done? But if I want to go 
forward differently, I've got to make decisions differently. I've got to use different fuel other than avoidance. And one of the things that um, that came up, and especially if you're in a business where you're, you're obviously around people who do what you do, and some of these people outwardly who you know or or look up to are doing really well. And so we can't help as human beings to compare and despair. And we just, you can't replicate what they're doing because you're not them. They may not be able to replicate what they do because something has shifted for them. You, you have to step back and say, what, what is it about this person or this group's approach that I admire, that I want to perhaps try out in my business and my experience of my business? That's as far as that compare and despair can go. Use it productively, constructively. Use them as an example, but not the end point, not the outcome. So one of the things that um, I talk to, well, I talk to a lot of people about, is this idea of redirection, but also giving yourself, do I have any more notes? Yes, I do. Um, I like equations. I'm not a big math person, but I, I love the simplicity of equations. So you go up, approach every day or every year with the way you want to feel. And one of the things that I talked about yesterday with this friend of mine, she's very much into words like productive and clear. And as a coach and as her friend, I'll say those are lovely, lovely and vague they feel good, but there is no fuel behind them. So I know that's what you want to feel because you feel lazy. You feel like you're not working hard enough. And those productive and clear sound like natural uh, next steps. But they're also avoidance driven. So I gave her a, um equation. See if I can find it. Um, so, one of the thing is, you know, say for instance, you don't want to feel stressed. You want to feel calm, and so you want to start to embody productive or at ease or less anxious now. Start taking your body through. If I felt at ease, what would my body feel like? And you could say, if you're not that aware, you could start giving yourself suggestions. Like, I wouldn't be as tense. I would be breathing easier and more slowly. I would be at ease in my body if I were just sitting here. I wouldn't be trying to fill the time up. And for some of us, that's a stretch. Um, So you want to... Where are we? You want to give your brain a direction. So if you want to feel production or productive and more at ease, and we had to figure out what at ease for both of us yesterday was, is kind of like, how can I stay out of my own way? How can I make things easier for myself? So one of the ways we do that is to slow the hell down and think things through before we actually do them. Is this worth the time and focus, 
the energy that I'm going to give it in order to get a result that I want. And that may or may be yes, maybe no, you may not know. But you at least want to give your mind, you want to prioritize where you are for the day, for the week, the month, or the year. So one of the things I mentioned to her was this formula. And I said, um, you feel productive plus ease, which equals not getting in your own way. What do you want to feel after a day of feeling productive and at ease? Do you want to feel satisfaction? Do you want to feel pride? And I offered, I was like, maybe relief. Maybe just um, a a feel-good kind of tiredness, clearer, lighter. So that's what I offer. Like, create equations for yourselves. I want to feel these things, and this is how I want to feel after. Offer that to your brain instead of, Avoiding shame, avoiding guilt, avoiding laziness, avoiding uh, fear, avoiding all those things you know your relationship with. Offer yourself this equation of, I want to feel A and B, and this I know if I feel this way long enough, make the decisions I want to make about what I do in this day, how am I going to feel at 5, 6, 7 o'clock tonight when I'm done or whatever time you're done with your day? And how do I want to feel? You want to feel kind of like, I did it. I showed up. I did everything. And so you've already forgotten the day in a way because it went so well. It went so easily. It was almost effortless. So these are the things I think about when I start to plan. These are the things that you can start asking yourselves about what you want to create for the next month, the next quarter, half year, year. And let me know what you think. Take care, everybody. Next time.